Let's play What Am I? Hey! I'm the color of a rose. A watermelon? Good guess, but it's also yellow. A uh, mango. Nope, it seems like you're hungry, there. I always am. <laughs> That's funny. It's a solid <laughs> object. Is it a toucan? No, you can switch it on. Uh, a robot? You're getting closer. You see it every day if you're in a city like New York City or San Francisco. Oh, cars. They hang on poles. This is your last guess, Bee Bear. Mm. Okay, fast. So it's green, yellow, and red. It can be switched on. Also, it is widely seen on poles in cities such as San Francisco and New York. Oh, it's a stop sign. No, 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 no. A lamp. Wait, wait, no. Traffic light. Ding, ding, ding. The Sippy's Broadcast. That's sweet. Like us. The perfect accommodation. Yay, let's celebrate. Plus, we don't want to start off our podcast with a ridiculous song. There's a jolly feeling in the air. The Steffi's Broadcast, Season 3, Episode 7. Hi, I'm Bibi Bear. And I'm Fuzz. And, and you're listening to The Steffi's Broadcast. Today, we'll start with the history of the traffic light and then talk about cool intersections around the world. And also, before we start that, we would like to say a big thank you to those of you who are listening and those who keep on supporting us. Thank you! Now let's go, go, go! Before there were streetlights, Police officers controlled traffic by blowing their whistles and using their hands. However, with the increase of horse-drawn carriages and later automobiles, police officers would have a much harder time stopping traffic. In 1868, John P. Knight proposed a light system in which lights powered by gas with arms coming out of the light saying stop and go would control traffic. He had gotten this idea from the train lights which had already been invented. Green was used because it was easy to see, especially at night. Originally, white had been used as go on railroads, but people would get it mixed up with the stars and then accidents would occur. Fun fact, in some places, like Japan, the green light looks blue. Anyways, for John Knight's idea, the police officer would manually switch the light and arms from stop to go. However, the gas lights would sometimes explode and injure the police officers. Obviously, a better system was needed. As we near the 1910s, many people created different variations of traffic lights, of which only some got patented, and these variations inspired other people's versions too. There are several people who are credited for creating the traffic light, but they each came up with a different version based off of previous versions. Here's the history of traffic lights, Main Street. Lester Wire created an electric traffic light that was in a wooden box on a pole in 1912. James Hodges system would get more fame as the first electric traffic signal or first traffic control system where there were lights for each of the each way of traffic. These four lights were all connected and could be operated by one police officer in the control group. James Hodge patented this, his idea in 1918 but it was first used in 1914 on Euclid Avenue in Cleveland, Ohio. Now moving on to my friend William Potts. Your friend? Um, I've researched him enough to feel close to him. Okay. William Potts introduced the yellow light in 1920. Having only two lights didn't give people enough time to stop when they switched from green to red. So now they had three lights. He also introduced the idea of having four ways of traffic. Now, the most prominent inventor of the traffic light, drum roll please, for Garrett Morgan. 
Garrett Morgan patented a T-shaped pole design in 1923, which made the traffic light easier to see, and he made it more affordable. In 1928, Charles Adler Jr. created a traffic light system that used a car's honking to signal the light to change to green. There were microphones installed into the lights to pick up the sound. This didn't work the best, though, because motorcycles would then loudly honk their way through intersections <laughs> and get green all the way to their destination. Adler Jr. also made the first pedestrian push button in 1929. In the 1930s, the first pedestrian signals were installed. These are the lights that tell pedestrians when it's safe to cross the intersection. In the present, many intersections have pedestrian signals that flash a person when it's safe to cross, and a red hand when it's not. Some unique pedestrian signals that have popped up around the world include... In Taiwan, a picture of a couple holding hands and walking when it's safe to walk. The couple stops walking and one person proposes to the other person when it's not safe to walk. In Mexico, there's an animated figure that is running and gets faster as the amount of time you have to cross the creases. <laughs> in New Zealand, Japan, and the Netherlands, they all have famous figures as the OK to Walk sign. New Zealand has famous suffragist Kate Shepard, Japan has a famous manga oh. character Astro Boy, and the Netherlands have a cartoon bunny named Nancha as their oh, pedestrian that's signal so cute. figure. Going back to the history of traffic lights, in the 1950s, pressure plates were installed so that when a car was on it, the light would then turn. In the 1990s, the countdown timer for pedestrian, um, pedestrians to cross was finally installed. Lastly, since the 2010s, inventors have been trying to invent technology that will let self-driving cars communicate with traffic light systems. In the future, people hope to create self-driving cars that communicate with other cars around them. So while passing through intersections, traffic lights systems can be abandoned completely. Wow, imagine that. That would be crazy and super amazing. Beep boop. Walk sign is on. Beep boop. Walk sign is off. Fuzz, fuzz. after that bone-chilling transition. Okay, now on to fun facts and traffic lights and... The wonkiest intersections in the world! Whoa! To start, did you know that the average American spends 58.6 hours waiting at red lights a year? Oh my, that's a lot of time waiting. But that means that the average American is very patient. Well, some of them at least. <laughs> also, until 1920, there's no yellow light. So when it turns red and as you get to the light, you have to stop. No going really fast when it's yellow. <laughs> Beaver, did you realize that red lights have a longer wavelength so you can see them farther away? That's really helpful. Yeah, so then people can stop earlier. On to the wonkiest intersection of the world. Let's hear three cheers. <laughs> That was way more than three cheers. Sorry, I'm really excited. Alright, first up, the Arc de Triomphe in Paris. It's basically a giant circle with no lane. And there are many lanes connecting to it. Good luck! And I hope you find your way. Second, we got... Shibuya Crossing in Tokyo, Japan, spelled S-H-I-B-U-Y-A. 
There are so many lanes, but the best part is that finally, when it's the pedestrians' turn to walk, they all go at the same time. There are so many of them, and they walk everywhere. They don't all even fit in the crosswalk lines. They're literally in the <laughs> center of the road. <laughs> the third one is the High Five Interchange in Dallas, Texas where a whole lot of freeways combine and merge here. The lanes go up, up, and up to as high as 100 feet. It's like a five-story building. In the pictures, it, it looks like lines just weaving together. Finally, there's Gibraltar Airport in Gibraltar, near Spain. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird. The airport takeoff shift literally crosses the normal car road. The airport stops cars with railroad-style crossing arms when the plane is going to take off or land. Oh, and for a bonus one? The world's longest overwater bridge. I learned about this while researching wonky intersections. <laughs> Lake Pontchartrain Causeway is so long. It's about five miles long. It takes about 25 minutes by car to cross. Lake Pontchartrain train is located near New Orleans, Louisiana. A causeway is a low bridge over water. Ooh, there is also one more cool fact I'd like to share. Go for it, baby bear. During the 1920s, there was a traffic light created with green on the top and red on the bottom in the neighborhood in New York. There's no evidence in the city's record of why it is that way, but city residents think it's because a long time ago, Irish immigrants thought it was unfair that the British's color red was above their color green, so they kept on destroying the traffic lights until the city changed the light. That's just the theory, and there's no evidence to confirm. All we know is that there's an upside-down traffic light in Tipperary Hill, United States. Oh my gosh, that is a super weird traffic light story. I would like to see that one day. Do you want to go through the outro now? Actually, I just remembered an awesome fact about traffic lights that I'd like to share. Go ahead. Did you know that in the future, we may have traffic lights that look like sunglasses? Whoa, cool. Like digital ones. Wow. But why? Because then people know how long they have to wait. That's genius! Folks. Hope you enjoyed learning about the history of traffic lights and about fun facts and wonky, wonky intersections. Have a good day. Fill the joy. Buzz Beanie Beanie Bears! This podcast episode was made by two fuzzy beanie bears that don't run red lights, bike on the right side of the road, and try not to jaywalk. Thank you to CityWork, Popular Mechanics, and The Highwayman on YouTube. Thank you to Smithsonian Magazine, History.com, Washington State Magazine, LifeScience.com, and iDriveSafely.com. You guys drive us to be safe, incredible people, and light up our day. are some of our bloops. The Stuffies Broadcast. Season 3. Episode 6. Hi. Wait, uh, what? Oh, sorry. Episode, episode seven. 7. This podcast episode was made by two fuzzy beanie bears that don't... <laughs> oh, come on! Come on! I know you can do this! Think of...